the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Blake and I just blabbing away, talking Trump stories and Angelina Jolie and oh my lord, yeah the time has just flown tonight. It's crazy. What is it now? Seven oh five. And um, real quick before we go back to the phones, and I this is really really quick. Let me just find it since we've had a couple of lengthy conversations and talked briefly with Laurel Eimer about this transgender. Nonsense and the way that and what I mean by nonsense is not that people experience gender dysphoria or adults decide that they want to live as a different gender power to them. And if they find happiness, man, that's the key, right? I'm all for that. But when we stop recognizing this as gender dysphoria, when we stop start stop recognizing this as something that children do not have the capacity to decide. And even if you disagree with that, when we have the state imposing restrictions that do not allow parents to be notified, allow children to make these life-altering permanent decisions without even notifying the parents, and some states like California go further and say you as a parent fighting for your child in a custody battle can lose that child if you don't affirm their chosen, your child's chosen gender. And here in Colorado, if you're a licensed professional and you bring a biblical view or a psychological view or some different perspective and don't identify, acknowledge that child's gender, you can lose your license, then we've gone way, way too far. And part of the reason is because there is evil underneath all this. Absolute evil. This is a, quote, non-binary Alberta, Canada law professor dressed as a woman. Uh, Looks pretty rough. Uh, So probably somehow started out with uh, male chromosomes and male body parts. This is very short, and then we'll go to the phones. Listen to this. As a law professor who teaches criminal law, I felt compelled to inform you to be gay, do crimes. Also, look at my pretty earrings today. As a law professor who teaches criminal law, I felt compelled to inform you to be gay, do crimes. Be gay, do crimes. can hear the thick, you know, Canadian accent, but pretty darn sure that that was not a parody account. That was a genuine Alberta law professor who teaches criminal law, encouraging people to be gay, do crimes. We are in spiritual warfare, my friends. It is not a matter of policy, a matter of law, a matter of individual choice, a matter of evolving science. This is a battle for the soul, for your soul, for the soul of America, for the survival of Western civilization. 
the perspective on how people should live that has created the most prosperity, the most security, the most freedom and liberty in the entire history of the world. And it is a spiritual battle. All right, I promise the phones. Let's go to Joan, who's been patiently waiting in Lakewood. Joan, so sorry for the wait. Welcome to the show. Randy, I was there at the meeting today, and the first thing I have to say is how fine you looked. <laughs> well, thank you, you. Look really good, and I'm sitting here going, it's, you know, we've got decorum, and, and we're not doing, you know, the hoodie thing. You really have um, looked good in your suit there, and I was appreciated that. Well, I I decided that the John Fetterman look was just not for me. I don't do the hoodie well, but I think the thing that made me appealing today, though, was my Ronald Reagan for governor 1984 campaign button that I was given as a gift as we were leaving the Reagan Library after that god-awful debate on Wednesday night. I didn't watch that debate. Um, I actually went to a school board forum. Good for you. Um, but I did want to say that one of the wonderful things that happened at the meeting today was the um, roll call vote. Uh, the fact that it was not done in the um, counties, but actually was done person to person. And I can't tell you how good it felt to be able to vote my vote and have my voice heard. Um and I sat there listening to everybody say yes and no and yes and no. And it just was um, compelling. It really made you feel like you were part of a group. And even though we were disagreeing and even though it didn't come up, you know, to the numbers that I would have wanted it to come up to, I still felt like um, I had ownership and the room knew where I stood. Hundred percent, and you could tell that a lot of people felt that way because some people really emphatically shot out their "yay" or their "nay." It wasn't like "yay, nay, yay, nay." You know, it, people were really proud to be heard on their position, and that makes politics feel pretty good. Yeah, it did feel good. And then um, earlier, you had the man who was talking about the race in Littleton, and I'm sitting here going, "We have this tremendous race going on." for mayor in Lakewood. And uh, this man, um, Don Burkhardt, has stepped up. And he's not a politician. And um, he's in the middle of one of the more interesting races because it's a three-way race. And you know what happens when every time you add another person into a race, it really does make things difficult and different. But um, on um, the 7th of October at nine o'clock in the morning um, at Alameda High School, they're going to have this um, debate with all three of these um, mayoral candidates. And I really think that for for some time, for this time right now, we actually have real candidates that you divide the line. You know where they stand, and you know what who you could stand up with. And that's the same kind of feeling I got from um, the meeting today. Um, I knew I knew what tribe I belonged to, and I knew that we were all going to be together. 
Yeah, it, it was it was definitely a different feel. And I don't know if you were listening earlier, but I made the comment that uh, I really admire Dave Williams' leadership because you could tell he learned so much about the things that worked well and the things that didn't work great at the last meeting and implemented new procedures that made everything continue to to just seem more professional, more civil, and uh, and also just smart stuff like roping off the people who couldn't vote into a separate section so you couldn't get confused about who was voting and who wasn't since we were sitting and standing when we weren't doing an actual verbal roll call vote. And you know what else was fun? Um, I got to tell you, the Colorado Hispanic um, Republicans are just on fire. I went to their dinner a couple weeks ago, and um, then I was there they were, and they were selling hot dogs and monster drinks and stuff that, you know, it was just fun. Yeah, Ray Garcia was grilling up hot dogs, man. He had an infrared hot dog temperature tester. He'd shine in there and make sure they were good and hot, and they were great-looking hot dogs. No, nothing cheap coming out of there. And Greg Lopez was on fire. The, the presence of the Hispanic Republicans of Colorado is really going to be a benefit for us as we move forward, and I think they picked up the legacy of Hugo Chavez Ray and and um, have, are marching forward with it. It's terrific. Yep, and Hugo's got a podcast too. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think um, I think that I was explaining this to some to my I wrote um, to my um, Democrat senator uh, Lisa Cutter about how we had a homeless camp at um, 285 and. Uh, C-470, and um, I explained to her very carefully that we were becoming activated and some places like Sotara and stuff like that didn't like what was happening, and um, they Jeffco came out and they cleaned up that homeless camp. Um, I was really, I really see some great signs that um, people are getting activated and people are, are listening and people are seeing that um, people can make a difference yeah there's a feeling i had this conversation with christy burton brown earlier she was on to talk about a a school uh, parent empowerment forum that advanced colorado is putting on absolutely free in fact let me just pull it up again real quick because for people who weren't here earlier you should know about this this is a this is a great event that's coming up october 21st from 9 to 2 p.m including lunch Absolutely free. Tickets are still available. Um, and But their speaker is Corey DeAngelis, who's been called the most effective school choice advocate since Milton Friedman, the school choice evangelist. And one of the sessions they're going to be giving, he's the luncheon speaker, one of the sessions they're going to be giving is Grassroots 101, starting a parent's right movement in your school district. And so, you know, people should take advantage of that. I don't know what it's costing to put that thing on, but Advanced Colorado class organization, you know it'll be done right, and uh, October 21st would be a day to mark. And you can go to advancecolorado.org, advancecolorado.org, to get your free tickets there. Rats. I'm going to be in Texas. Well, yeah, double rats. I agree. But, um, boy, getting the word out is... (laughs) Getting the word out is very, very important. So, well, Joan, thank you for your activism and your participation and your patience on the phone tonight and for calling into the show. I really do appreciate it. 
Well, Randy, I gotta tell you, you were just fine looking. Um, <laughs> and so you should call in more often, Joan. I mean, don't you know? I, I, uh, in fact, uh, I think we've got some open lines again coming up next segment. If you'd like to call back, we can. well, thank Bye, thank you very Randy. much. See you later. I, uh, okay. Uh, she's a married woman, so there's nothing going on. Happily married, you know. I said hi to her husband today. There's nothing going on there. But that was funny. Um, it was a good meeting. It was very, very interesting. And, you know, I contrast that to the feeling that I had sitting there at that Republican debate. And just it just seemed like the, the school kids were on the stage uh, just posturing for position and, and yelling over each other. And I think Nikki Haley diminished herself with her insult uh, to Vivek, uh, Ramas- Vivek Ramaswamy, rhymes with Lake, Vivek Ramaswamy. I mean, why would you say, you know, just listening to you makes me feel dumber? You're a presidential candidate. and You're not Donald Trump. You can't get away with, you know, criticizing people's hands or other organs. You, you just can't. You're, it, it was, uh, I was so glad to get out of there. We had a great party, um, the chairperson of the California Republican Party lives right there next to the Reagan Library. And so there were, they had a bus that picked the, I don't know, six or eight of us up uh, to go to her house for a party. And I learned, I found out, I discovered that her voting place, her precinct, her that's what they call them in California, where she goes to vote is at the Reagan Presidential Library. Man, oh man, wouldn't that be something? Now, I'd never been there before. If you weren't here earlier, I uh, wound up connecting with Michael Reagan, Ronald Reagan's son, also a radio host in the past. I don't know if he's on the air anymore, but uh, his wife, Colleen, Carrie Lake was there. We got to talk a bit about her appearance um, in Colorado, November 4th for the Colorado, Sen- the Colorado GOP Centennial Dinner. Another thing to think about marking some time for. But um, Michael Reagan is willing to give private tours of his dad's presidential library where you get all the back news, all the backstories, and get a taste of that Reagan charm and wit because Michael's got it. There's no question about it. Uh, if we put together seven or eight people and raise some money for a charity. So I'm going to work on that. I want to try and maybe get a trip. I want to go back for sure. And I want to try and get a trip in before January um, because the Auschwitz Memorial is there right now. And I only got to see a tiny couple of things like a train car and sent shivers up and down your spine. But Michael Reagan, very, very cool. The Reagan Library, just an extraordinary lift for me, even though it was hard to go back to California, which is where I met my wife, who's recently passed away. Um, But so glad I went. Did not go for the debate. And I I just think, think these candidates should see the writing on the wall and just quit. Just stop. Or at least the bottom three or four or two or three. What is Dana Perino thinking about? Who? Mark on your whiteboard. Who would you vote off the island? Man, this is not a joke. We are under invasion on the southern border. We are a bankrupt country surviving only because we can print money 
and that the printing of that money is causing inflation to skyrocket out of control. A six-figure income is barely enough these days. A family of four, you know, two people and two or three kids, hundred grand will barely make it. It was just outrageous. And these people are fighting, and, and, and Chris Christie is making his little snide comments about Donald Trump. It was just a waste. Imagine if we were using these resources to expose the Biden crime family, to educate more people about the laws that are keeping parents from protecting their children who may be going through emotional problems, typical you know, puberty feelings and transitions, and now can do horrible things to themselves and their bodies without parental notification. And instead, we have this bickering squad from the, from the, you know, they're not front runners of anything. They're just like second tier. And it's a waste. It's a waste. The next no, uh, debate is going to be in November in Miami. I don't know the venue yet. If it's big, then typically RNC members get those tickets. I don't know that I'll bother to go unless, you know, they narrow it down or Trump's going to show up or something interesting like that. And it was lowest I'm heard. I didn't verify these numbers, but I heard it was the lowest viewership for a Republican presidential debate, somewhere around 10 million ever. So I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. We've got a country that is on fire metaphorically in so many different ways. We're at the break. We've got calls. We'll get back to those. Stay with us. More of the show on 710 KNUS. Yeah, a little more Angelina Jolie, 13. Oh, I t- that's why I typed it down that way, didn't I? That's hilarious. Angelina Jordan, thank you, Blake. Yeah, I know who the actress is, married to Brad Pitt, adopted a bunch of kids, had breast cancer, amazing actress, very radical left, unfortunately. Uh, but the singer that um, I got exposed to from America's Got Talent. My wife and I used to watch that together sometimes. Loved that show. And sometimes a performance like that would really get my attention as well. 13 years old. She sung that back in the 2020 episode. And she can do it. She can do it all. Her range is amazing. She won. Was it Holland, I think? Dutch country. I can't remember the country. She won that country's America's Got Talent when she was seven years old. And she was a runner-up on America's Got Talent. I did not think that she should have lost with the performances she put in in 2020. But anyway, we are not a music show, but I have been getting more into music. I will say that. Phone lines are wide open now, 303 696 696 1971. And is there any reason that you can see why Ron DeSantis should be debating Gavin Newsom? Why would we do that? We're going to give Newsom a platform. DeSantis, who for all of his incredible performance as governor of Florida, has shown himself to be sort of charismatically challenged 
not breaking through. It's awkward. Um, sometimes he like if you look at him on stage, and he's not being, you know, sort of self conscious. He looks, I don't know, constipated or something, kind of angry, and it's just it's it's uncomfortable. You know, certain politicians, Bill Clinton comes to mind, are just so easy and slick, and even when they're under fire, there's there's a performance there, and Gavin Newsom has that shine to him. I'm not talking about the grease in his hair. I'm talking about the charisma um, and the ability to really drive a conversation. Now, you know, if a moderator or DeSantis, maybe DeSantis will show something here because Newsom's positions are so easily dissectable, so easily dissectable if people will just ask the right questions. We got none of that from the Republican debate. The questions were horrible. So many important topics, important to the American people, just left on the table. And then Dana Perina, Perino shows up at the Clinton Global Initiative to introduce Hillary Clinton like this. Of our organization with somebody that you are here to see, the amazing... Secretary Hillary Clinton. The amazing criminal. The amazing liar. The amazing election frauder who, instead of going to prison for years and decades, like, you know, J6ers, instead of being having the risk of prison, like a 70-year-old woman who participated as an alternate elector, perfectly legal to do so, historic precedents to do so, necessary to do so if an election is being illegally challenged, facing years in federal prison, and Hillary Clinton funds the Steele dossier, the whole entire Russia collusion lie emanating in the 2016 election and then interfering with Donald Trump's extremely effective presidency with all of the with the impeachment with the lies and the claims and you know the the intelligence agents who would come out and say you know this this looks real the hunter but the hunter biden laptop that's russia propaganda 51 of those bastards signed off on that lie And Dana Perino, Perino, man, Angelina Jordan, Dana Perino introduces her as the amazing Secretary Clinton. How could you do that? She funded through a law firm the Steele dossier, the the Russia collusion story, the Trump P tape with a prostitute in Russia story, all of that bullcrap made up, funded by Hillary Clinton. And what was the ultimate penalty that she got? A $100,000 fine for from the FEC for campaign finance violations. A $100,000 fine. Chicken feed for her. The amazing Hillary Clinton. With documents under subpoena, she had laptops and hard drives and cell phones destroyed, beach bit, hammers no less. 
She had servers in her basement, in a basement. Unbelievable. Classified information, thousands of emails, no punishment whatsoever. None. And Fox News contributor Dana Perino, Fox News host, Republican debate moderator. And, you know, you got to love Stuart Varney, and I do. And he, he really fumbled his introduction, uh, recovered pretty well later during the debate moderation. But Dana took it over. She, she seemed like the lead. Hillary, the amazing secretary, Hillary Clinton. My God, I at least we can always celebrate, take heart in the fact that much like never to be U.S. Supreme Court Justice Merrick Garland, never to be president of the United States, Hillary Clinton. Thank God. You got to thank Mitch McConnell for Garland not being on the Supreme Court. You got to thank Donald Trump for Hillary Clinton never stepping foot into the White House except as a guest. Thank God. Interesting, I'm hearing Michelle Obama's name pop up more now. It's being dropped in, you know, I on Fox News, on Newsmax, and on some of the left-wing media that I will deign to listen to once in a while just to see what the clown shows are saying. And they talk about Gavin Newsom and other alternatives to... Creepy, sleepy Joe Biden. Kamala Harris's name never comes up, but Michelle Obama's is fitting in there. It's being dropped in. Ted Cruz talked about it on one of his podcasts I listened to a week or so ago. He said, you know, maybe not 50%, but it's getting more likely that Michelle Obama will be the Democrat nominee. I hope that that message is, it's, it probably is. I mean, Donald Trump has got, his fingers into a lot of pulses on the pulses of a lot of things into a pulse. Can you get into a pulse or you put your finger on the pulse, but you know what I mean? So he's got to be keeping his eye on Michelle Obama. I hope they have a contingency plan because she will be tough to beat. I guess we ought to squeeze this in because it was part of my promo. This is from CNN, no less. If I was just saying this, I'd probably be sued for defamation again. Um, but this is CNN, and I think it's perfectly fine for me to read their report to you. Smartmatic, the voting technology company suing Fox News and former President Donald Trump's top allies over there. Of course, CNN. This is, can't be a news story. It's got to be an editorial. All of their news stories are left-wing editorials. Suing Fox News and former President Donald Trump's top allies over their false claims that its machines rigged the 2020 election. Connections between Smartmatic, Dominion, history, many things, much information still to come. Back to CNN. Smartmatic was implicated in an alleged bribery scheme involving the former top election official in the Philippines according to court filings obtained by CNN. Court documents indicate that the Justice Department has filed money laundering charges against former Filipino election administrator Andres Batista and that four executives from Smartmatic subsidiaries are implicated as uncharged co-conspirators. 
The bribery claims, this is CNN saying this, the bribery claim, can't sue me today. The bribery claims are, and I'm busy anyway. The bribery, the bribery, second time I've gotten that bad. The bribery claims are sure to reverberate in Smartmatic's ongoing defamation cases. Trump allies repeatedly peddled the lie that the company manipulated the results in 2020. We shall see. Despite the fact that its machines were only used in one California county that year. Do you know that Hillary Clinton's lawyer, Mark Elias, when a Democrat lost an election, a local election in New York, sued to overturn the results of that election and claimed that Dominion voting machines changed the results? Did you know that? Did you know that there was a primary? Gosh, I wish I'd remembered the specific details about this. I'm pretty sure it was in Georgia where... Voting machines declared one winner, and the Republican who was running got zero votes, zero, which was curious to the Republican candidate because she knew that at least in this smaller election, at least she and her husband had voted for her. And so they sued to overturn that election. And it turned out that there were machine-generated mistakes in that election as well. And after the actual ballots were counted, after the corrections were made, the person who, was, who had won based on the original count was in third place. And the Republican who got zero votes in her own precinct, in her own county or whatever subdivision you know she was running in, and knew that she and her husband had voted for her, at the very least, turned out to be the winner, and it wasn't really even close. But no election fraud, no election shenanigans going on. You know that. How could you be so silly? I mean, come on. Come on. And and we shouldn't really talk that way. We shouldn't talk about potential risks to our elections. We shouldn't talk harshly about the other sides. Instead, we should follow the example of Democrats. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. you got to be ready to throw a punch. You have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish we were in high school, I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take them out now. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. We're going to go in there, we're going to the This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. And for those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? (laughs) 
There's the cackle. The crazy Kamala cackle. Unbelievable. But we should follow their, you know, the standards that they set. Literally, after Schumer made those comments, do you remember the protesters, an assassination attempt, someone with a gun, a weapon heading into Brett Kavanaugh's home? The Democrats, man, they hold you to a standard that they themselves could care less about because all they know is the fight. All they know is the win. But at the very least, well, I think we'll save this because, gosh, we're late, running late again. So phone lines, sit tight, 303-696-1971. We'll go straight to the calls when we come out on the other side. And then I want to play some other reassuring audio for you. Uh, with what Democrats have to say, current present-day Democrats have to say about your southern border. So stay with us here on 710 KNUS. Ay, caramba. Bobby Vinton, 1974. Welcome back. Let's jump right to the phones while we've got Jack in Wyoming standing by. Jack, welcome. Yeah, Randy, I just had a really silly thought came to mind. I'm, I'm absolutely pretty certain that Trump will be our next president. And then I think over the years, uh, he's probably got a pretty good appreciation of you. So I'm thinking you're, you're probably going to be invited to some government post. And I'm trying to figure out where, where that might be. And then, and then I got the giggles. And I said, he'll probably make you ambassador to a foreign country like New York, Massachusetts, or California. <laughs> good God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Can you imagine? Mm-mm-mm. What are those well, people going to do? <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, Blake and I have been talking a lot off and on during the break, uh, the breaks on the show tonight and, and just things that come up about Trump and, and impressions that people get. And and uh, it's it's just very interesting. Blake's not a you know political guy, so um, you, you can actually talk and hear perspectives that are not coming from a political ideology or trying to make a particular case and. And it's really healthy and enlightening to have those conversations. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I guess I should start my list huh, of what I want to be appointed to. Well, I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll he'll uh, recruit you for something. I, I just I, I was just trying to figure out what that might be. Well, there <laughs> was, I, got, I got funny. <laughs> I, I don't know, Jack, what's happening with Fox News, because before the Mark Levin show, they were talking about emotional support alligators and a couple suing an international airline over a farting dog. And <laughs> and now after the Levin show, they're back to their Saturday programming. Oh, here's the alligator again. Uh, the Fox monitors on up here, a, a an actual support alligator that uh, people would not let in, which was kind of smart. Um, and they're talking about 70% of Americans believe that Biden is hiding information about aliens. And then they put up a pie chart where they asked people if they, if we have an alien invasion, would we be safer under Trump or Biden? And every, you know, the, the big numbers were for Trump. Biden got somewhere in the thirties. Um, and so maybe he could appoint me, you know, ambassador to Mars or Roswell. 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 Ooh, I like go. it. I've been called yeah, a conspiracy qu- theorist long enough. So that, that excellent quail hunting down there. I'll come down and visit you with the dogs. <laughs> Sounds great, Jack. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good weekend. You too. All right. Oh my goodness. So we heard the 
Democrats advising, you know, how we should talk lovingly and gently about each other. And, and as that builds up your confidence in their ability to lead and be consistent and try and big, bring us together as Biden, the famous showers with daughter, putative president, promised during his inaugural address that his goal, his heart was to bring Americans together because together we can do anything. You know how Biden talks. And these same Democrats, you really insp- don't let your lying eyes, if you're watching videos of the southern border, even starting to be reported on places like ABC and CBS and NBC and MSLSD, don't believe your lying eyes, because here's the truth on your southern border. It is my testimony that the border is secure. The president have worked very hard to implement a strategy when it comes to the border that is humane, safe, and, and has orderly enforcement. Things are going at the border, sir. Much Type better than much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> we have <laughs> a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have responded with a model approach that has proven to work. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. Yeah, the border just is look closed. at it. We agree that uh, the border is secure. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders. One of our highest priorities is to ensure that we have a secure border. And that is what we are doing. We are stopping the flow at the border. The border is secure and people apparently believe it or they just think as long as we deny it we can just keep doing what we're doing we don't really care about the consequences we'll blame it on creepy sleepy touchy feely sniffy joe and then we'll move him right out of the office and say oh yeah like gavin newsom don't lecture me on the border i've got one of the biggest border you know state in the country or whatever and i know about the border don't ask me about San Francisco and what a hellhole that's become. Man, how, how can they even talk that way? How can anyone who spent the years to go to journalism school, and even if they want to do editorials, write opinion pieces, but particularly if they want to report the news, how can they not challenge those blatant lies every time they hear them. I've been ignoring the text to studio tonight, and I apologize. So many good texts coming in. And we talked earlier about the second Republican debacle, also known as debate. And here's what George and Westminster had to say. With Nikki Haley's idea of what a good person is, I would never vote for her. I didn't watch the debates. I set, my, I set it to record, and then I caught a few minutes of it and decided... I didn't even want to watch that. It was a total embarrassment. Uh, thanks for the compliment there, George, and I wish you a blessed weekend and a good new week to come as well. Never Hillary Clinton. Amen. Never to walk in power into the White House. Thank God. Oh, my Lord. Thank Donald Trump. And yes, thank Mitch McConnell that Merrick Garland will never, ever come close to the United States Supreme Court. Isn't that the reason that he does not enforce the law against protesters? It's a violation of federal law when they protest on the lawns, on the streets, in front of the homes of our Supreme Court justices. 
and those fighting words I played earlier of Chuck Schumer, who reminded Donald Trump how stupid it was to take on the deep state, the intelligence community, because they can get you seven ways to Sunday or whatever it was that he said. And he literally called out the mob on the Supreme Court justices. You will rue the day. And he called him out by name. And we have Demo uh, Republicans who are hemming and hawing over Donald Trump. And he's too tough and he's unelectable, which is absolute nonsense. He is going places and growing constituencies that Republicans never dream of in their prior elections. And then the brainiacs, the soft underbelly Republicans need to remember Donald Trump lost by about 44,000 votes. Some people pare it down even more to around 20,000 in just the right places, just the right precincts to flip a, a county, to flip a battleground state. But at the most, 44,000 in the most voluminous voting we've ever had because of COVID, because of all mail-in ballots, because of unconstitutional changes and rules and regulations, diminished signature requirements, all of it. Oh, but he can't win this time. Well, who could? Any of the people who were on that stage? I, any of those folks inspire confidence. They're going to get people to pour out en masse to try and overcome Democrat ballot harvesting, to try and equal that on the Republican side for the first time in electoral history. Is it going to happen? Could anybody else drive the narrative, withstand the battle, the beatings with every court case with every indictment i think the movement the biggest movement maybe in history just continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger sure seems like it regardless don't ever forget what they think about you it's interesting to see how there's a certain element of the population who will just go for him there are people we would probably never get they don't share our values in terms of respect for the dignity and worth of every person and the rest. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, if Pelosi was running for president, that would have been her bitter clingers moment. Hillary Clinton shot herself in the foot in so many ways during that presidential election. That's what they think of you. you can't think for yourself. You're a cultist. You're, you're power hungry. You want to support the, the fascist, power monger Donald Trump. It's all nonsense. And the American people aren't buying it. It's the so small circles in the soft underbelly Republican class. It's the corrupt coordinated Democrat media machine circles that try and keep that mantra alive. And it's absolute nonsense. This text just came in. I'm not going to name you, dear texter, texter. You probably wouldn't care, but I love this. Has it occurred? It has occurred to me, he or she or it says, maybe in transition, we never know. Have you ever seen KKK supporter Biden snuggle a child of color or sniff them? I have not, just a thought. Good thought indeed. We elected a man whose daughter said she inappropriately took showers with her dad. But we're to be lectured about being in the Trump cult.
Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, you hear the music and so do I. So let me just say I love you to my dreamy girl in heaven. Uh, really been a fun and interesting week. Life is moving on, but I can never leave you without the best advice ever in heaven, on earth, or here in between. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f*** he wants. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 